Good morning, everyone. Craig Chamberlain here at the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Today's episode, I'm pretty excited about going over. We're going to be talking about how sometimes you just need a break from everything. We're going to dig deep into that subject today. This is a great post you all selected for talking about today. But before I get started, let me tell you about Audible. If you're like me and you love reading, or even the idea of reading, don't have time because you have a spouse, kids, a full-time job, and crazy time-consuming hobbies, then I have good news for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. Now you can pop in your earbuds and play that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge right from your Android or Apple device. And now for a limited time, you can get your first audiobook completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. More than enough time to finish that first book. If you're dissatisfied for any reason, you can cancel any time. Let's move on to the main topic for today. As always, you can join in on the discussion right on Facebook. Just go to wisdomworthknowing.org. should take you straight to the Facebook page, and then you can click on the live uh, broadcast link. And as the uh, video goes on, feel free to post any comments you'd like, and I will talk about them in the episode during discussion time. But before we get into discussion time, we are going to kind of unpack this post a little bit and give give our thoughts on them. And um, I appreciate everybody's patience as I kind of develop the uh, podcast format. I've never really done a live stream. I mean, I did one a while back, but I haven't really done one like this uh, that has this kind of length. So um, bear with me on any technical difficulty you, you run into. And please keep giving me feedback. So taking a break from everything. Now, I don't know if this comes to a surprise. I don't know how I'm perceived online when I make my posts or when I even talk about the uh, the podcast. But in a lot of ways, I am not very good at relaxing. I've never been good at relaxing. I don't know if you're like me. Uh, I do know certain people with certain personality types are not good at rest. Um, and I really didn't value rest when I was younger. I, when I was younger, I had so much free time that it was very easy to, to take breaks because my whole life was a break. <laughs> but, uh, awkwardly enough, as you kind of get older and take on more responsibilities, you have, if you have kids, if you decide to go that route, maybe you got animals, uh, then you take on a job and then that takes up for at least 40 hours of your week, expanding your, um, ability to rest becomes increasingly difficult because it seems like it's super easy to take on more responsibility. It's actually a lot easier than taking on more relaxing things because it, when you start to notice that there's so much work that needs to be done, uh, I, I mean, I grew up in a small business. Uh, it's a family owned business actually. And and one of the things my, my father taught, one of the lessons my father and my mother taught me was that, you know, there's no jobs too small. So you always need to be looking around wherever you work for things to, that need to get done. And if they need to get done, do them. Um, and, and if actually, by the way, this is a great mindset to have in any work environment. No employer loves an employee more who is observant about what's going on and sees a need and just immediately fills it without being asked. Uh, you really want to move up fast in a company. That's one of the great ways to do it. Uh, if you're in a healthy company, of course, not all companies are the same. But filling those needs, you know, as you see them, if you become observant about that, 
not just at work, but in your personal life, it becomes increasingly easy to kind of just continue to fill up your schedule with more and more work. Now, the downside to this, of course, is you risk burnout. Uh, burnout is a real thing. I, I've I've had burnout several times in my life, professionally, personally, uh, mentally. <laughs> but burnout is a real it's a real thing, and it's something you need to be aware of. Uh, it's not always super easy to um, adapt to uh, so much extra responsibility and then pull back. And the pulling back far, uh, the billing, pulling back part and the taking the break from everything you run into uh, is a very, very difficult thing to do for a lot of people, including myself. So we can talk about some kind of suggestions there. First, you need to identify whether or not you're you're at risk of burnout. And, and a big part of that is you just kind of have to look at your daily routine and then you got to sit back and ask yourself, is this, is this sustainable? Like, is this something I can do, you know, indefinitely? Like what my routine is, let's say what happened this last seven days, you know, is this something I can sustain for the next seven days and then the next, the next 365 days? If the answer to that question is no, that's okay. The, then the next question to ask yourself is, is what I'm current, my current workload, a temporary problem? In other words, is it a temporary crisis I'm dealing with, a temporary financial setback I'm dealing with? In other words, do I really have to maintain this level of workload indefinitely? Or, is, or am I just in a current life situation where I, I actually will in a month or two be, be through this? It won't be this bad. It'll actually loosen up. If the answer to that question is no, then you are at you are at an inevitable risk of burnout. Your energy may sustain itself for a while, but I mean, if you're being honest with yourself, which we've talked about on this show as being super important, if you're being honest with yourself um, and you and you realize you're kind of on that trajectory, then you the best thing to do is to start taking steps to kind of pull back or just inject in your routine reprieves or taking breaks from everything. Now, the biggest hurdle for me was I get product, product productivity obsessed, right? So I like if if what I'm doing doesn't have intrinsic productive value to it, then it's not productive and therefore it's not worth my time. Uh, that's a trap, by the way. Uh, I've thought that way and I still fall into that trap of thinking that way for years. Uh, in other words, everything I need to do has to have some productive element to it. And it wasn't until really recently when I've, you know, I've been following a lot of inspirational people on, on Facebook. I've been reading a lot, listening to more audiobooks, and kind of trying to grasp what rest and relaxation looks like for me. I've realized that rest and relaxation is part of the productivity cycle. Like if you do not stop or we do not stop and take the time to rejuvenate and refresh, then we will eventually become useless. So try not to fall into the trap of everything you need to do has to be super productive and efficient all the time. Because the reason that's a trap is because if you don't stop to take care of yourself, it's going to be extremely difficult to take care of others and take care of all of your responsibilities. So you do need to be intentional about taking care of yourself. Another thing I did notice is you're, people aren't going to walk up to you and say, hey, 
unless you've got really, really good friends who know you well, they're going to walk up to you and go, hey, man, you look exhausted. You should take a break. Like, generally speaking, people will keep drawing from you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, and, and they don't necessarily do it on purpose. You know, it's it's just part of the, the relationship part is when you're when you when you're close to people, we draw from each other. But we, we kind of briefly talked yesterday in the devotional time. Uh, it might have been yesterday, day before yesterday, the importance of of rejuvenating or refreshing yourself. Uh, because if you don't fill yourself up and take those breaks, then it's becoming increasingly difficult, if not impossible, to pour into other people. And and that that's part of it needs to be part of your routine. Now, what do you do during these downtimes? I don't know. I'm not you. Uh, it's very weird because one person's pleasure and relaxation and taking a break from everything is another person's this stresses me out more than anything it's come it's work you know so so your version of taking a break it, it's going to be completely different than my version of taking a break if you're lucky you've got friends who you all enjoy the same break take maybe you all like going camping maybe you like going backpacking maybe you like just uh hanging out and watching a movie Whatever that version is, maybe you got somebody you can do that with. Um, but whatever that might be, if whether it's by yourself or it's with another person, you just need to be intentional about setting aside a block of time to to do it, so that it actually in, it rejuvenates you for the next week. Now, um, I think that this is contingent, and it's also important important cornerstone of why those in the christian community or the religious community not just christian because uh, i know the judeo-christian community embrace the sabbath right so the general idea behind the day of sabbath is that you have a day of rest and it's when you're productivity obsessed a day of rest sounds like a really terrible idea because you're like well then i won't get anything done not realizing that the whole purpose of the day of rest, and maybe you don't have in your current life situation an opportunity to take a whole day. Maybe maybe you need an hour, one hour Sabbath or 30 minute Sabbath. Um, but the whole the whole reason I think that, that the Sabbath came into be is, is because we are human beings with limitations and our bodies need rest in order to function. I mean, every night we go to sleep for a reason. Our bodies repair themselves. Um, Every every week we need an opportunity to really sit down and repair our our existence so that we can be prepared for the next six to seven days. Uh, and like I said, I'm not super great at this. I'm, I'm actually working on it. It, takes, it took a lot of work for me to get to the point to actually accept the fact that I need to rest. So it's kind of a weird situation to be in um, for me. It was super weird. Some people, this comes naturally. Like my wife, for example, she she's super good at this. She's super good at acknowledging the fact that she's starting to get burnt out, and then saying, "You know what? I'm I am so I'm going to take a break from everything at the moment," and and then she's all in on taking a break. Uh, and this just living with her has actually helped me develop that skill that I never really had. Because I was able to see somebody who was really good at it. 
obviously you can take the the this to an extreme like anything else um taking a break from everything like there's a reason that this this saying says sometimes you just need to take a break from everything not all the time you just need to take a break from everything it's not a good idea to have your entire life revolved around taking a break um that's why i've I've actually i've got some reservations and it could be still that i'm still young it could be that i'm still young about the idea of the idea the, the chasing the retirement thing because the idea of retirement for a lot of people is I'm going to sit on a beach for the rest of my life. And like, to me, it's like, that sounds just as dangerous as becoming a workaholic for your whole youth. Like if we are, if we are working 80 hours a week just to eventually get to the point of, of not working all the time, I feel like that's an imbalance on, on the pendulum that's swinging the pendulum in the opposite direction. And there's actually a lot of people who retire and they don't retire well because of that. Like they worked for 30 years. And then when they go into retirement, they find themselves in a situation where there's nothing to do. So I'm, I'm more of a fan of the idea of working retirement, but I don't mean working in the sense of physical labor. I mean, in the sense of really cultivating and fully diving into the, your hobbies and passions for that, the twilight years, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when I retire, I'm not going to need to work 40 hours a week to sustain my, the things I want to be passionate about, whether that's, it could be painting, it could be writing, it could be, you know, I I don't know what your, your passion is, but so in other words, you retire in not from work, but you retire into work that makes you feel alive and inspires you like that. I, I generally, personally, I think that that's a better goal because I don't think as human beings, we function well under no workload. I, I do feel like there is an in, in, internal, and I could be wrong, an internal self-esteem that comes with carrying a load, you know, with, with actually doing some kind of work. Um, the, the, the luxury of retirement in my head is you get to choose what that work is. You have the freedom to choose what that work looks like. So I, I, th- I feel like that's a, a, a better goal. Um, but, um, but yeah, so that's kind of what I wanted to cover today on the, sometimes you just need to take a break from everything. And sometimes it is a good idea to go nuclear on this. You know, if you are at burnout, maybe you're at the stage of burnout right now. And right now with the work climate and the limited number of people working, I talk to people every day at my job who are, are, I can hear it in their voice. They're exhausted. They're frustrated. They're tired. They've been squeezed. We talked about that in an earlier podcast where you just keep squeezed, get squeezed and squeezed. And, and their current level of relaxation isn't filling them back up. Um, sometimes you just have to force a 30 minute to an hour refill session. And it may take you a week or two weeks or a month to first of all, develop the habit and get good at it. And then second of all, start to actually fill that cup up a little bit at a time because you may be uh, at, at what I, what we could call, there's a thing called sleep deprivation where you've accumulated a lot of debt. And so you need to catch up. Um, And, and there may be a situation for you where your current stress levels and exhaustion levels will require an extra level of attention, at least to get you caught up. 
you know, on that relaxation and taking a break. So next we're going to move into the discussion time. Um, I know our podcast is super early and the discussion time can get somewhat limited, especially since the show is just starting out. Uh, I, I have a feeling when you got a 6 a.m. podcast on the East Coast, it's 3 a.m. on the West Coast. I, I find it hard to believe most normal people are up at 3 a.m. Uh, unless, you know, by choice uh, uh, on the West Coast. Uh, on the East Coast side, even waking up at, th- at 6 a.m. Is a, is a chore. So the discussion time, if you are listening to this podcast after the live stream, feel free to post questions on the episode before today. Uh, and, and then I can bring those episode, those discussion topics up during the discussion time on the next podcast. Um, another option is you can actually send me a message directly on Messenger. If you send me that on Messenger, I actually see those every day. I'm the only one who manages the page, so you don't have to worry about anybody else seeing it. I will respect your anonymity, uh, so I'm not going to say your full name if you send me a message. If you post on the comments, I'll probably give you a shout-out because you posting on the comments does imply you don't mind it being public. Um, but uh, but yeah, that'll help kind of expand the discussion beyond what, what currently happens in the live. Obviously, if you're here live, I'm going to start with those. So if you, uh, if you start with the live stream comments, then what I'll do is I'll, I'll kind of elaborate on that. So let's take a look at the uh, live stream comments for today. Tanya, welcome back. Um, she says she definitely can relate. Uh, and this is probably to the overworking. If I'm talking to people at six o'clock in the morning, <laughs> we're probably all of the similar, uh, you know, the similar, similar personality type where we're not super great at taking breaks. Um, and then there's actually somebody here. I cannot pronounce your name. It looks like you're from a foreign country and it says you are my inspiration. I love you. Ah, I love you too. Um, <laughs> I love you too. Thank you for stopping by. I appreciate everybody who stops by. It's super, uh, super helpful. And, uh, but that's it. That's it for the live stream comments for today, which is totally fine. Yesterday I did get into a discussion with somebody on this very taking a break issue. Um, and they were planning a trip out of town and that kind of got us talking about vacations and relaxation and vacations are another thing. I've gone on several of them, uh, from driving and camping to the full on sitting at home doing nothing thing. And I think vacations are another thing where you can really have the issue of not having enough time or not giving yourself enough time to actually enjoy the vacation. You can get so wrapped up in the, in the actual events that you do on that vacation that you don't actually, you don't actually get the opportunity to enjoy it. Uh, so that, that's something that I think the best thing you can do in those situations. And I was, and when I was talking to the person about it is, is take the time to sit down and plan it out really well. Uh, but don't expect it to go exactly as you plan it. But then that way you can actually kind of ride along your schedule when you get there rather than having to kind of plan it on the trip because that basically if you don't plan it before you go, then you, what you're doing is you're not really going on a vacation. You're going on a trip to a location where you you are going to work to have a vacation. 
So the the better the more pre work you do leading up to a vacation, the more you'll probably enjoy it. That that's generally how how I what I've learned over the years of doing trips and vacations on taking a break. Tanya says, would like for you to talk about family values. What is the definition of that today? Family values. Interesting. The reason the my, the, the immediate thing that pops in my head when you say family values is uh the family doesn't always share the same values like our fam our immediate family. And if you're talking about family values in the sense of like the the broader family values that should be accepted by society as a whole, that becomes a far more complex and loaded topic as well. But one thing I can say about and and uh, forgive me if I'm taking the time cuz I want to make sure I process this and communicate it properly. One thing I can say is as a family, like a close-knit family, especially if you have kids, having consistent values between everybody in the family is extremely helpful. It helps build like a foundation in which of rules in which everybody agrees, at least implicitly, which means you don't have to write out like a, a doctrine of this is what we believe as a family, and you must sign this document or contract discussing our value system. Um, but having at least a mutually agreed upon stance on lying, cheating, uh, of basic ethics, uh, especially if, if you are religious, if that helps because the, re at least the religious principles can bind you together. Um, but, but what we can't do, um, and that, what we can't do is force a system of values because one thing that's really easy to fall into as a trap as a parent is is the the idea of coercion rather than what's the other word uh, persuasion so if we fall into the trap of trying to coerce everybody into our value system uh, what we'll do is we'll breed resentment and anger so in other words if we try to get everybody to agree with what we think is the right thing and, and I mean by force because that's what coercion is then, then we fall into the trap of, of resentment and anger, um, which is inevitably going to happen because people are individuals, uh, whether you like it or not. Coercion, which is the aggressive, anger-based attempt to get people to conform to your either your expected behavior or your expected results, is a dangerous precedent to set because people will shut down. Right. They will they will they will change their behavior, but they will shut themselves down because you you at that point have become a tyrant. Right. Now, I'm not saying there aren't certain rules you have to enforce as a parent, of course, because you got little kids and little kids are your responsibility and their long term health is, is above is above priority. And there's just a lot of things kids because of their youth aren't going to understand because you've been alive longer. But once the kids start to have noticed this my my oldest is 11 once they start to develop and get older you need to you need to convert from a lot of your coercion to persuasion you need to get better at teaching and explaining um how to uh, why something is best in their best interest why should they adopt this value system rather than just saying well because i told you so um 
and, and again, there are certain subjects in which you're like, sorry, you're living at my house. This is just, this is the way it's going to be because for now you have to just trust my judgment. And sometimes your conversations derail into that eventually if persuasion fails. Uh, but it's usually better to start with the persuasion part to at least plant the seeds in their heads, whether they agree with it or not, as to why you're doing something or why you have that value system in the hopes that that will eventually sprout roots and grow. Um, the follow-up question to that was, what if, what if it's, what if your kids have already grown up and you've already kind of established a resentful relationship with them? That's where you're butting heads. Excellent question. Uh, I don't know your, your life situation. The only thing I can say in this particular example is it's never too late to start. Uh, and, and if that's the case, if a lot of with emotional withdrawals have taken place, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the, the book on this one. It's called Keep Your Love On. I can't remember the name of the author. Give me a second here. Keep Your Love On, Amazon. Your Love On. Danny Silk. Awesome audiobook. Remember, audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. Um, or just buy the copy of the book. Uh, it's called Keep Your Love On, Connection, Communication, and Boundaries. A very, very excellent book on this exact subject. It's never too late to start having conversations, uh, assuming that they'll actually talk to you. But that's the thing, is you actually have to start having conversations. You know, And all of your conversations can't be, how am I going to twist all of this to get them to do what I want? You have to start having real conversations with people. That's that's the best thing you can do to start building the intimacy necessary to to kind of connect with people. And then you have to accept the fact that people are their own people. You know, you're you're not going to change the you might think that you can change them, but in reality, really only God can change people and really only people can change themselves. Those are really the only two avenues you have. So the, the hope is is that you are giving them the emotional and intellectual tools necessary to cultivate that change. And the best advice I can give you in that respect is you need to be the change that you're hoping they'll sprout into. Because there's nothing worse than somebody in a relationship telling everybody, um, telling everybody what they need to be doing. You know what I mean? All the time. Uh, because people will shut down and shut you out pretty quickly. And it's understandable because you'd probably feel the same way, you know, if, if somebody did that to you on a regular basis. So, I mean, all you can really do if things have gotten really bad is apologize and say you're going to try to be a better person and not not do that because you value the relationship. I know it's hard. I mean, relationships are hard. There's no... There's no exact science to it. If, if you feel like you are in a situation that is hopeless, speak to somebody. Talk to a counselor. Talk to a therapist. And I don't mean you specifically. I'm just talking about people in general. If you find yourself in a situation that is hopeless or you feel is hopeless, try to reach out and talk to people who may have some suggestions and input into how you can resolve that. And and maybe you just need to move to a place of acceptance and say, hey, I, 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 there's nothing I can do. And that's okay, like, because we can't change people. And that's a very difficult thing to accept, especially if it's your children. It's very difficult. I already know it. My kids are only 11. 
So, we're going to move past the discussion time, and before we move on to the devotional time, uh, make sure you consider subscribing. If you are listening to this podcast after the live stream, you can still subscribe. Just go to wisdomworthknowing.org. It'll take you to the Facebook page. Subscriptions are only $1 a month, and all of those subscriptions help support the advertising and expansion of the podcast and help it grow. Um, right now there is an advertising campaign pain just to kind of raise awareness to the, the podcast. And, uh, yeah. So make sure you check that out. You can visit either subscribe.facebook, what <laughs> subscribe.wisdomworthknowing.org or just go to wisdomworthknowing.org. Um, I'm trying to do the podcast every single day and I, I hope that you guys find benefit in this. I very much enjoy it. I enjoy uh, speaking with you. Uh, don't forget you can post comments below. You can subscribe on the, uh, on the Facebook page. You can just follow the Facebook page. Subscriptions aren't required to, to follow the live stream. I am going to be expanding into, uh, uh, Twitter, fa- uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and my live streams will actually start showing up on my personal profile as well. Um, I signed up for a streaming service so that when the broadcasts go live, it will actually expand out to those other networks. Um, so that's that's cool. That's cultivated and in the works. Um, and uh, again, if you post comments on any of these areas, because uh, I know the show is on super early, I will probably bring them up during the discussion time if we run out of live questions to answer. And uh, don't hesitate to message me if you have any thoughts or opinions or feedback i'll be more than happy to talk to you about them so until tomorrow thank you all for joining me today and remember sometimes you just need a break from everything so be the best version of yourself you can today let's get after it it's 6 40 a.m we still got a whole day to get after it and then you know when we're exhausted at the end of the day we'll just collapse on the couch or the chair and and fall asleep. So uh, until next time.